Betty Boo is back. 30 years ago, Betty was tearing up the charts with hits like Doin' the Do and Let Me Take You There. Then she disappeared until now. With her new album, Boomerang, Betty Boo is coming back, and here she is to explain why. I, I was reaching my birthday, and then, um, and then <laughs> the lockdown happened, and then I was able to use all that time to kind of find myself and find my voice again. As right. in, you know, my style, what would Betty Boo sound like now? Um, <laughs> right. And I had to just experiment, really, because my music was very different back in the day. And uh, But my process, I realized that my process wasn't... Um, that different actually because because of my hip-hop background I always love listening to um I love experimenting with samples and things right so um for instance uh, get me to the weekend um we used um love action by the human league right so that was a kind of I just I just love experimenting like that and um and I, uh, here, out here in Wiltshire in the West Country in the UK, I, I set up a studio. Well, I had a studio anyway, but I, I found a little corner in my bedroom. So I made it into kind of a little boudoir. Oh, <laughs> and, of course. Uh, you know, <laughs> had this sort of little space where I could just um, just be me. But in a way, it was like going back to when I was 19 and 20, because that's what I did when I lived at home with my mum. Right. Um, in West London, uh, when I, I had my first record out and with the beat masters called Hey DJ and I had a lot of commercial success. So I was able to um, and again at 19 and being a female, nobody was really doing that then. Sure. Um, but I had I'd learned the technology and I was I, I was actually I started studying at the School of Audio Engineering in London. Right. So I was able to pick up lots of little things that I needed to be able to work out how to use a sampler and MIDI and that kind of thing. So it's gone full circle, even though it's so right, many right. years later. I, I was kind of doing the same thing again. So I mean, technology-wise, things have changed uh, over the past 30 years. Have you been keeping up on this stuff or did you just kind of go back to what you knew? Um, well, I've been moving with times and it's right. much, much easier these days yeah. with, you could just do it. I mean, I'm on, I use my laptop, my MacBook for everything, um, mixing and editing and everything. So it's uh, so much easier in the old days. Technology was so difficult. It was cumbersome, like big, massive samplers and, you know, and, um, and MIDI was, and everything was slow and sampling rates were so short. So you couldn't really experiment that much, but nowadays it's not all about sampling. Um, it's more about having that uh, freedom to be able to almost audition your own ideas before you, right. anyone else hears them, <laughs> um, which I like doing. Uh -huh. So speaking of uh, anyone else hearing them, what kind of process did you go through? Did you play what you were doing for other people around you and get input or did you kind of work uh, isolated and on your own? Um, well, there's 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 a kind of two two way process actually because my uh, co-producer and co-writer Andy Wright, um, both of us worked in a way where um, I was able to he had he would give me one version and then I would work on it to make version two. Goldberg would sort of mix it and then make it develop it and then send it back to me and then I'd send back a version. So it goes through this whole process until we got to about version seven 
right um and that's when we sort of finished it <laughs> um which is great and i found a new way of working which i love because um it, you know because being uh out in the countryside having to go into london all the time to go to a studio is uh quite time consuming but this way i was able to experiment like i said and also work on zoom and work on facetime <laughs> right, right, right. So, so the other thing that's changed quite a bit is just the music business in general over 30 years obviously as everything has so did you have to kind of adjust make adjustments for what has happened uh since then i mean nobody bought pays for music anymore you know everybody's just streaming no. well this is it that's the thing um it's very different um and yeah, in the old days, you know, you'd, you'd watch the actual chart positions uh, in, in, in the U, you know, you'd go on to, you'd find, you'd have to enter the top 40 in the first week of of of, um, of release. Right. And then you'd find, you'd get television, like Top of the Pops, which is the massive show here. Yep. And then, um, and then you'd climb up the charts gradually till you got into the top 10 and possibly top five. Um, and that would be a four or five week process. Um, but now, you know, really, you could just do anything you want. <laughs> it's, you know, you don't really need a record label. You don't need, well, I run my own record label. So, um, and that suits me down to the ground because, you know, I can stay in control of what I'm doing. Um, and also that's always what I've always wanted to do because when I first started out, I was signed to an indie label yeah. and they really did give me the freedom to be, be an artist and, be myself, express, make my own music, style myself. You know, I was really sort of hands-on. Um, and it was a big risk for them in a way, being t having so much faith in somebody of my age because I was 19 and 20. Right. Until 20, yeah, so it was, in, uh, it's, it was sort of unheard of, really. Um, and uh, I was sort of an indie rap artist. <laughs> right. Very good. And I see you've released it on CD and pink vinyl and colored cassettes and all these different formats. Uh, have yeah. you found any one of those more popular than the others? I mean, it's pretty cool that you can do that nowadays because you wouldn't have been able to do that 30 years ago, probably. Yeah. And, um, well, the special editions and things, I had colored vinyl and um, special edition stuff. Um, that was kind of part of being in pop really you know right. you would sort of have these things for for people who wanted to collect things and um and I've done the same this way with um Townsend Music and they do all the amazing sort of bundles with um you know t-shirts and right and um, other stuff as well but I love <clears throat> I love colored vinyl I right. personally love the whole physical aspect of touching something opening it getting the yep. sleeve out, looking at the lyrics, looking at the pictures yep. um, and the cassettes as well. I mean, I had, I, I was amazed that, um, that they uh, were able to make colored cassettes. Yes. But they're so cool. They're lovely. Lovely to look at. Do people still have cassette players? I guess. Well, I guess if they got turntables, they probably have cassette players somewhere stashed away. Right. Do you need pictures of their, them with their Walkmans? Right. <laughs> and they old-fashioned ghetto blasters and things so um it was really good fun and that, that's what pop should be you know it shouldn't be about being miserable right <laughs> um, right i've always well, wanted to just make fun pop music that does that does come across in the whole record especially and i want to uh, touch on the the song miracle you did with chuck d now chuck d isn't necessarily yeah. known for the, the making the most fun music but 
So how did that collaboration come about, that you and he working together on that? Yo. Anything can happen. You got the love when you got that feeling. You got the love when you got that feeling. Build the room from the floor to the ceiling. Feel it, hear it, it can't be seen. Say you know that you're about to succeed. Well, I've, <clears throat> I've known uh, Chuck Dean for a very long time. Um, if anything, um, when I was 17, um, I I was more or less discovered by Public Enemy um, right. in London. Um, <laughs> there was this massive uh, uh, Def Jam ch- ch- um, tour with uh, LL Cool J, Public Enemy and Run DMC. And I think Beastie Boys were on it as well. And um, me and my friends, <coughs> excuse me, I'm recovering from a cold, by the way. So yeah, so we went to this famous concert and it was amazing. You know, the, going back into 1987, these were like the giants of rap music. And if you were into that and it was still an underground kind of uh uh, um, genre at that time sure um so when we'd finished watching them at uh, the apollo in hammersmith in london we walked me and my friends were walking back and we saw them in the mcdonald's <laughs> they were getting their supper in <laughs> the mcdonald's local to us so we just saw them and <clears throat> and it just so happened that they were filming themselves because they were filming for a documentary uh for the because it was their first time in the uk and um they started filming me and my friends rapping and it's on YouTube <laughs> and I completely forgot about it until recently um, because some hip hop channel put it on uh, their YouTube channel and right. it resurfaced. <laughs> and, um, so I knew Chuck yeah. D from back in the day. So over the years I've stayed in contact with him and um, my, my husband makes uh, music documentaries and, um, We've, we filmed him for one of his uh, for his programs called The Great Songwriters. Right. And also we made the film called The Art of Rap, which is basically the uh, the, the, the main rap film for, you know, for it. Well, since, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, I can't remember the names of the other films, but this is sort of the definitive right. uh, rap movie with all the greats in it, like Kanye. And Chuck D was in that too. So we've sure. always stayed in touch. And I said that if I ever made a record again, um, would you would you appear on it? He said, "Yo, of course, Betty." Of course. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so got in touch with him again. Um, played him the song, sent him Miracle, and he loved it. And uh, next thing I know, he was in his pterodome and he <laughs> recorded the vocal that I wanted. To, I wrapped the original and I wrote it, and he just wrapped my my rap in there. Right. Which was a buzz because, yeah, as far as I know, I he doesn't write. He doesn't rap it. Other people's stuff. Right, right. Huh? <laughs> and um, and then yeah, and then we did a Zoom actually because studio. And he said, "Yeah, it's fine. I'm free on Monday." And this was on the Friday before, so <laughs> I flew over to Los Angeles and went to a studio and um, out in Ventura. In California, and we filmed the video, which is you can see on YouTube yeah. as well. Yep, yep. Um, very good. So that yeah. was a great, great thing to do. That's <laughs> <laughs> very cool. And, and uh, on the other side of the spectrum, the next track, you've got David Gray on there. So, I mean, two different artists. Uh, um, is that random? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty random. So, how did that happen? I beat the rock that you stand on. Take away the rain to bring the sun. It's just begun. It's just 
Let me be the one. When you
with the hill. That's you true. know, it's like yeah. being a sports person. Yep. Um, and it wasn't really accepted that, especially for females, to be making music or being a pop star or anything like that. It's a bit like that being a model as well. You know, people right. are just saying, oh, you know, if you're, you're too old, if you're 25, <laughs> which is cray. Um, so, um, but things have changed so much, you know, artists out there, you know, Rolling Stones are going, you know, lots of female artists are still going like Banana Rama and Kim Wilde and, and lots of other Right. Kate Bush, look, you know. Yep, that Kate Bush is, is bigger than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it's it's great. And I, that's what's so different, which I think is so good about uh, and positive about um, the different world we live in, in where you share things and Instagram and that kind of thing. You know, I think it's a very positive thing. It's, it's out there and you can do anything you want, basically, if you really want to put yourself out there. Um, and be scrutinized or whatever, you know, yep. you know, you just have to be brave, brave and bold, but brave and um, bold. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you know, I can't do anything else apart, apart from play tennis, you know, so ah. <laughs> I have to do this. So I have to make, yeah, I've just got back from tennis actually. Look, hence the uh, t-shirt. Oh yes. <laughs> um, no, you're just, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, that's must be how you keep in such great shape. <laughs> But uh... Uh, no, I love it. It's actually it's a bit. It's like for anybody. I play every morning with my coach, and we hit for like solid hour, maybe twice a day. And you know, it's a bit like going to the gym for me. Um, yep. It's something I need to get my head on the right way. Um, right. Yep. <laughs> we all need something, don't we? Yep. 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 So uh, hopefully you're not going to wait another 30 years for the next one. You got got plans in mind? You got a big picture? Yeah, well, I'm actually working on my next album um, right. at the moment. Um, I'm just keep, keep going. I don't want any gaps. I just don't want to, again, you know, this is the thing. You could just put keep, which is what I've been doing all year. And, um, and I've loved it. You know, knowing that you've written something that you wrote in the car, on the way back from a shopping trip and the next thing you know it's on you've produced it and people are listening to it on on their turntables and their cassettes or yep. online you know um it's a buzz it's it'll never ever change for me um and uh but part of the challenge is always finding ideas you know that's the, the discipline you need um right. which i haven't really had over the years but um I've got into it you know I have my place of work and uh the things I need I have my tools if you like you know I have to play tennis every morning and then I go to my computer and I start work um and then you know and then you just never know even if you don't have ideas I remember hearing an interview with um Sting once because right. he made a record earlier on in the or during lockdown actually and he said so many ideas but he said I just went into the studio because you just don't know what will happen. You know, you just have to yep. have to start with something. And if it doesn't happen, you just go, oh, we'll start again tomorrow. You know, yep. Yep. it's um, don't not to put pressure on yourself as well. Because um, I found that with writing, especially during lockdown, I don't know what it was like over in New Zealand, but here, you know, you, we weren't, even though I lived in the countryside, you know, you could go for a walk, but you had to make sure you, didn't see anybody or touch the yep. fences or anything like that um but there were times when you could go to the supermarket and I used to wait outside 
for my husband because the queues used to, were going round like forever, around blocks and blocks and blocks. And sometimes you'd have to wait for an hour or two. Um, so, and also you weren't allowed to go in two at a time. So I said, well, I'll drive and I'll stay in the car and I'll come up with ideas for the song that I'm working on. And that's what I used to do. I used to get my, my, my iPhone and sing ideas and, and, you know, you can take yourself off if you're not staring at four walls, you know, and you look actually a car, being in a car park was quite inspirational for me. You know, it was really fun. Um, so that's how I came up with lots of my ideas. Very cool. Um, I made a positive out of something that wasn't very, very good. Um, so, right. you know, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, I mean, I got to imagine that, that what you've done is for other people is got to be somewhat inspirational seeing you, you know, picking up where you left off 30 years later and just having that attitude. And have you, have you got much feedback from especially young girls who may have seen, see what you're doing and go, Holy crap. Yeah, I've had it across the board, actually. Um, I've had lots of lovely messages from people on Instagram saying that it reminds them of, you know, that it's actually that it's kind of, it's like I haven't been away because the music, even though it's kind of, it's still as fresh as ever, but right. it's sort of seamlessly come from the 90s, but moved into 2022. So, yeah. Um, and it has been an it has been inspiration for a lot of people. Um, I mean, I've heard so many stories about, like even guys that have it's like doing the do is like almost like a coming out song for them. Yep. You know when, you know, doing the do meant so much to them, and they saw me coming out being I was half I'm half Malaysian, half Scottish, right? And nobody really looked like me. You know, Eurasian people weren't really there weren't that many where I grew up. Sure, you sure. Know, um, so it was a great thing for for guys and girls to sort of dress up like me and um and hearing these stories are just amazing you know uh one guy said who's a very very famous well-known hairdresser in this country uh-huh. he said that he went and made clothes that like my spacesuits and he used to and he said it was okay to be gay <laughs> he just right, said right. you made it okay to be gay in his world so I you know there are lots of lovely stories like that and there was one girl that said um I was at a festival uh this summer and she said I've got to talk to you afterwards and I said and I made the time to talk to her Uh and she said I have to tell you that my mum had dementia and sadly and I couldn't communicate with her anymore but she said I was a massive fan and I used to play your records all the time in my bedroom and she said that she started playing these this um hospital and she started rapping doing the do even though she <laughs> couldn't remember her daughter's name and she said that these are the things these are the memories yeah, that went to eat with her and that was one of the most amazing stories i've ever heard that's you a know? good thing yeah you never know yeah. what, what's gonna stay with people it's amazing very cool i know but that's a difficult rap by the way marty it's a really i'll fast, take your word for it rap. <laughs> <laughs> rapping is not my forte <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, so I can't wait to hear the next record already. It must be, uh, uh, I have to wait a couple of years, I guess, but not too long, hopefully. No, I'm going to, hopefully it'll be ready by February, March. Cool. I'm on a roll now. Yep. And come on down to this part of the world when you get a chance. Come to New Zealand. We'd love to have you. I'd love to. It'd be great. Love to go 
it's it's actually the food i've heard the food is amazing that's not bad <laughs> and the and uh you know you've got a real sort of uh, mix of different uh style of food and yep the weather's not too different to the uk i believe is that true well yeah except we're in opposite seasons but there's a lot of gray and and, <laughs> and uh, rain and you know <laughs> yeah, I, i've been to england <laughs> it sounds <a> few perfect <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah well, coming in Ju- yeah. in january it'll be summer <laughs> here so that's the that's the key uh, oh, yeah. that's that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, thank you very much for sharing all that with me. I much appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Uh, Glad to see things are going so yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really enjoying being back and talking. Isn't yeah. it great that we can talk and you're on the other side of the world? It's that's, fantastic. Still amazing. <laughs> I'm amazed. I'm constantly amazed. <laughs> all righty. See you later. Yeah. Well, good. Good luck with your shows. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.